Hi church family, welcome to Wednesday night prayer time together. It's a time that we look at God's word and see how it applies to our life as well as go over prayer requests that are very important for our church family. We have a lot to celebrate. God has been good to us. There's a lot to pray about tonight as well. I just want to encourage you right now if you're at home, listen, God is with you. He's right beside you. I know when things linger like they do, like the coronavirus, and we're like, we want to get done with this, but it kind of still stays around and life is not back to normal. I know that sometimes we can get discouraged. Don't be discouraged. God has never left you nor forsaken you. He's right there with you. Cling to that promise and you'll find peace in that. Let me go ahead and give you some celebrations tonight, things to celebrate about. First of all, I want to celebrate that Preston and Kelly Garner are now grandparents. They received their first grandbaby. His name is Dallas. He was born last night. He, uh, he, he is a healthy young boy. And I know that Deanne and Kelly talked today, and she's so excited. She's actually at the hospital with her daughter. And there, she's being able to love on that little baby boy right now as we speak. And so continue to pray for that family as they rejoice with a healthy birth of a baby. Also, I want to just say to you that I'm so excited about how we as a church family is pulling together to raise the funds to take care of the necessary repairs in our B-Wing side of our building. So far, we have got $60,387 worth of pledges. About 38 pledges have come in, so I know we sent more than that out. So if you have a pledge on your heart that God's inspiring you to give to the church, please let us know what that is so we can get things prepared accordingly to be able to line up the contractors the right way to get the repairs done. And so if God is leading you on your heart to give, please let us know what God is leading you to give. We've received $45,340 to date. We already had some additional funds already in that fund, so we actually have $46,352.65 has been given to date over the last few weeks. This will help us begin to start some projects, and so we're going to look forward to seeing some projects begin in the next few weeks here at our church, and so we're so excited about that. I will encourage us, if we can get about twenty five dollars or 30000 more, we can go ahead and start on the big windows, and so those big windows that have been there since the uh, the old church was established that side where there used to be the old worship facility around 1940-ish. We can go ahead and take those out and start brand new windows over there. That would be awesome for our church family. And so I want to thank you for your giving. I thank you for your gifts. I'm so excited about what God's doing in our church family and our lives. Let me go ahead and tell you about some other prayer requests that needs to be prayed about tonight. Some serious ones. Linda McKenzie was taken to the hospital by ambulance today for COVID uh, symptoms and she has COVID. Uh, her son Steve is already in the hospital as well. Again, she did not catch the COVID from here. She caught it from her son. And so for those who are worried about coming back on campus, we know that our campus is still clear of any COVID that we know about. Uh, so Linda uh, was got sick during the week and so she wasn't actually on campus when she was sick. And so I wanted to let you be encouraged about that by coming back on campus if you feel led to do that. Pray for her though. She is admitted to the hospital right now, so she has been a little bit more sick than the other people that's actually experienced COVID in our, in our family of faith, that they've already recovered and got over it, but she is battling through it. So we need to pray for her and her son, Steve, tonight. Also, I want to encourage you, if you'd like to be part of our Pregnancy Resource Center tables, we're still lacking about seven people. We filled up one table full. We're trying to fill up the second table for the Pregnancy Resource Center. So if you'd like to hear more about a wonderful ministry that works with young ladies to help them keep babies and love on them and show them there's a great way to raise them or be able to help find a home for the babies in the future. 
This is a great ministry that keeps children alive in our country. So if you're curious about it, you can be part of our table. It's free. Uh, they, they feed us. They want to explain to you, us what they're doing. And so I encourage you when you be a part of that, you can just let us know at the office. Also, Ivy Lou Frazier went back in the hospital. She's in room 552 in Baltimore Hospital. And also Tyler Ledbetter has experienced um, uh, are experiencing uh, some pain from some surgery that he had today. So pray for Tyler. He had some oral, oral surgery that went on and know Tyler would appreciate our prayers. I continue to pray for the Jones family. Uh, I know that Mary Jones would really appreciate the prayers uh, from us because of the passing of her daughter this week. Uh, I spent some time on the phone with Mary two or three times this week. Oh, she needs our prayers. What a, what a wonderful lady she is. I always kind of prayed and cried together and and uh, she's really hurting the loss of her uh, daughter. So pray for her. So tonight I want to, before we pray for those issues and thank God and, and celebrate together, I want to challenge us to think about who we are in our faith and what God has called us to. In the book of 1 John, chapter 2, and we're going to primarily look at verse 6, but starting in verse 3, we hear these words. This is how we know that we, we know Him, meaning this is how we know Christ, if we keep his commands. The one who says I have come to know him and yet doesn't keep his commands is a liar and the truth is not in him. Now what is one of the biggest commands we know that God has given us? Well it's found in Matthew, right? Matthew chapter 28. In Matthew chapter 28, uh, there at the very end of the book of Matthew, uh, especially in verse 18 through the end of the chapter, it says, Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you, and remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. So the, one of the biggest commandments that the Lord has told us to do is make disciples, or be evangelists, that every single Christian should be a person who wants to share their faith and share about the saving gospel message of Christ, that Christ loved us, Christ came and died for us, He died to pay the penalty for our sins, the price for our sins, the penalty of our sins was death, and He paid the price for that for you and for me, and that we have the opportunity to have relations with God again by believing on Jesus Christ, and how He can change our life and transform us from inside out. And so we are called to share that wherever we go. And so in 1 John, uh, there in verse 3, like I said, and then on down to verse 5 and 6, he says, Now, you know that you're the Lord's by if you keep his commandments. Then verse 5, But whoever keeps his word, truly in him the love of God is made complete. This is how we know we are in him. So how we actually know that we are believers is how much we desire to keep God's commandments and be about his business. And one way we know that we're believers is that how passionate we are about sharing about the salvation that has been given to us. And then in verse 6, the one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. Now if you know anything about scripture, Jesus Christ came on earth and started his ministry. And as he walked through his ministry, Jesus shared this truth to the world that he was the Savior for all mankind. He talked about having sins forgiven by God. And he talked about how that should take place. And so Jesus' ministry was healing, teaching, and training about the gospel truth, how a heart can be transformed, and how we should flee from our sins and trust in God.
It's also really unique in the Bible, and this challenge is for us, is that we should walk like Jesus. If Jesus' goal is to go out and share, uh, we should be about doing that on a daily basis. All through Scripture, Jesus sends out his disciples to share. In Luke chapter 10, he sent out basically 72 people that he appointed and sent them out in pairs of two to go out and share their faith with people. And he gives them these words. He said, the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into the harvest. He basically says, listen, there's a huge harvest field that's there ready for us to be a part of. You get to go out and have the blessing of reaping the harvest that God himself has people prepared to listen to us. We just don't have to be, we don't need to be fearful. We just need to go out and share our faith to the world. And so he says, now because of that, I'm sending you out. And you're going to be like lambs with wolves, so not everybody's going to always like to hear your truth, but there's going to be people that's ready and prepared. So, he says, go out, go to the houses, and then verse 5, whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this household. If a person of peace is there, your peace will rest on him, but if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they offer, for the worker is worthy of his wages. Don't move from house to house. When you enter any town and they welcome you, eat the things set before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. Now, if you enter a town and they don't welcome you, then he says, basically, dust off the dust off your feet and move on. Because there is places that I have prepared for you to go and share about my truth. The harvest is truly plentiful. And so they go from place to place and they say, hey, the kingdom of God's come near to you. And the, the people's hearts that's prepared says, come in and tell me all about it. And they get the beautiful blessing of sharing the kingdom and watching people come to faith. And for those who refuse or reject them, he says, well, go on. Keep finding those that I've prepared for you to be part of the harvest. <clears throat> and then they all return. In verse 17, it goes these words. The 72 return with joy saying, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your names. He said to them, I've watched Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions over all powers of the enemy. Nothing at all will harm you. However, don't rejoice that the Spirit submits to you, but rejoice that your name are written in heaven. The point I want to go into there is not all about the other stuff, about the snakes and all that stuff. I just want to put in there a word of this. They were rejoicing that they were able to go out and share, and they were rejoicing that they were able to saw God's miracle happen in people's lives. We have been called to be gospel sharers to the world, and we should be rejoicing that God has called us to be part of the harvest field gatherers to see his work, to be able to go and see how God's working in people's heart and watch the beautiful miracle of transformed lives. Well, that takes a culture of evangelism. I was reading the book the other day because I've been thinking about how we need to be more evangelistic here at church. And I read the foreword in this book. It's basically called Evangelism. It's by uh, Max Stiles. And basically, I want to just read this to you. And I think that this is very important for us and, and how it applies to us as a church family. He says, Do you believe it's your responsibility to help build a healthy church? If you're a Christian, we believe that it is. And so every one of us plays our part. It's not the pastor's duty to be the evangelist or by himself or the staff's job and the pastor by themselves or the deacon's job and the pastor, we're all called to be evangelists. We're all called to build the kingdom of God and build up God's church. Jesus commands you to make disciples in Matthew 28, 18, and 20. Jude says to build yourself up in the faith. Peter calls you to use your gifts to serve others. And Paul tells you to speak the truth in love so that your church will become mature. 
Do you see what we are getting this, what we're getting at? It means local churches exist to display God's glory to the nations. We do, we do that by fixing our eyes on the gospel of Jesus Christ, trusting him for salvation, and, the lo- and, and then loving one another with God's own holiness, unity, and love. We pray the book you are holding will help. And basically the whole idea there was that we are called to make a difference together. And then I read the little forward that I kind of referenced. I went on to read more about the forward. And the forward actually is by um, David Platt. And David Platt writes these words about the book itself, but he makes some valid points I want us to understand about the person of Max Stiles and his heart, heartbeat for the evangelism. I remember the first time I met Max Stiles, we were speaking at a conference together in the, in the United States. And while I and the other conference speakers spent most of our time talking with each other, Mac was rarely, rare, rarely to be found among us. I wonder why not, until I discovered that Mac was spending most of his time talking about Jesus with the people who worked behind the scenes at the facility, where the conference was being held. From the first interaction with, with this brother, I knew I had much to learn from him. Not long thereafter, I had the privilege of being overseas in the location where Mac leads a ministry to college students and serves as one of the elders of the church. I was preaching at the church one morning, and after I finished, Max started introducing me to all sorts of people. Here's the general gist of how the conversations went, though I've changed the names. Hi, my name is Abdul, one man said to me. I grew up as a Muslim, but a couple of years ago, God graciously saved me from my sins and myself through Christ. That's wonderful, I responded. How did you hear the gospel? Through my friendship with Mac, Abdul said. He asked me one day if I wanted to read through the Gospel of Mark with him. I told him I was willing. Within a few months, the Holy Spirit had opened my heart to believe. Then I turned to another man who introduced himself. Hey, I'm Rache. I was Hindu all my life until someone invited me to this church. I didn't know anything about Christianity until I got here. But Mac and others started meeting with me and showing me who Christ is and what Christ had done. I was overwhelmed and after exploring all sorts of questions that I had with Mac, I trusted Christ for my salvation. Behind Abdul and Rajay was Matthew. Matthew said to me, I grew up a nominal Christian, devoid of any relationship with Christ. But last year, God opened my eyes to what faith in Christ truly means. I repented of my sins and believed in Him. Let me guess, I said. Mac led you, led you to Christ, right? No, Matthew said. Abdul and Rajay did. They spent hours with me in Scripture showing me what it means to follow Christ. Matthew asked me, Can I introduce you to Stephen? He's a friend of mine who's exploring Christianity right now, and he came with me to church gathering this, this morning. These conversations went on and on with persons after persons. I stood literally amazed by grace of God, not just upon one Christian passionate about sharing the gospel, but upon an entire community passionate about sharing the gospel. As I looked around, I observed a contagious culture of evangelism across the church. It is a culture of evangelism that is not ultimately dependent on events, projects, programs, and ministry professionals. Instead, it's a culture of evangelism that is built on people filled with the power of God's Spirit, proclaiming the gospel of God's grace in the context of their everyday lives and relationship. I think that's great. I don't, I don't usually do that much reading for this time, but I think it tells us that uh, there's people who get so in love with Christ, they begin to share because someone else shared with them, and they keep sharing, and there are multiple generations of people coming in faith. Listen, church, listen, beloved, we need to be praying for that, that we have a culture of evangelism here 
that we're able to change the lives of people because we are willing to go out and share and be a part of God's harvest field work. So it's very important. If you're sharing your faith, let us know so we can rejoice with you. And if you're not, we encourage you to share because God is truly working and He wants you to be part of the harvest field. And so let's pray together for that tonight and pray for the other things that we talked about already. Let's do that now. Heavenly Father, we thank you, dear Lord, that you're a God who called us to be part of your work, that we're not just set out here on this earth and just able to go through the motions of life, that you called us to a, a glorious purpose, to share your truth to the world. Help us, Father, be able to do that. Help us share to people who will share with people so that your gospel kingdom work can continue on. Father, we do pray for the needs upon our hearts tonight. We do pray for Linda McKenzie and pray for Steve, her son as well, as in the hospital with COVID-19. We pray for healing for their body. We pray for Ivalu and all the stuff that she's going through as well. We pray for Mary Jones and all the family that's grieving over the hurting and loss of their da her daughter. Father, we also pray that you'll be uh, with the, the pregnancy resource banquets coming up, that, dear Lord, many people will show up and support that ministry. We pray that you'll be with Kelly and pray you'll be with Preston as they rejoice in the birth of a little baby boy. And, Father, we just want to ask you to be with the whole family as they start a new uh, a new uh, part of their life together, just being able to have a new one in their family. Father, again, there's so much more we can pray about as a church family, but dear Lord, we want to thank you for the church pulling together to begin to raise funds to be able to repair the uh, parts of the building that needs to repair for the future ministry of this church. Father, help us work together that, Father, if we've not given a pledge yet, that we'll pray about what kind of pledge we should get and be part of what you're doing. We're thankful that over $60,000 has already been pledged already. We work towards our goal of 180000 and so, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for the giving heart of the people here. We love you and praise you for all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, you might be watching uh, out there, and you might be part of our family of faith here, and you want to be part of what we're doing here. There's ways that you get involved. I encourage you to go to www.everettheelsbc.org. Check us out on there. You'll find ways you can be part of the ministries that we have here at the church. If you want to donate to our ministries, you can too. Whatever God's leading you to do, we want you to be part of what we're doing here. Or just write us a line and say, hey, I'm so-and-so and I've been watching and I want to let you know you've encouraged my heart for what you've been saying and what you've been preaching about. We'd love to hear from you as well to be part of your journey of faith. And so let us be part of your journey. Let us work together with you. And for all the rest of you, part of our church family that's, uh, that's, that's going through all this stuff they've been going through, I love you as a pastor. I'm so glad I can serve you. And let's continue to work together for the cause of the kingdom of Christ. God bless you guys. Have a good night.